In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. When we speak about addiction, many of us think that addiction is only to drugs and alcohol. But in reality, there are three types of addictive habits. The first type is addiction to substances like drugs, alcohol, tobacco. The second type, what we call impulse control disorders, like stealing. Somebody can be addictive to stealing or gambling, pathological lying. And the third type of addictive habits like behavioral addictions, like food, gluttony, screens, like phones, internet, video games, pornography, cutting. So addiction can be either to substances or certain behavior or impulse control disorders. Addiction is characterized by craving, compulsion, I feel compelled, and inability to stop by exercising my own willpower. Today, actually, I like to speak about addiction to screens, like phones or internet, or video games, and pornography is part of this addiction. Screens and internet in general has positives and negatives. Like anything, for example, the positives of the internet, you can search any topic and you will find answer to it whether in science, in art, in culture, definitely in scripture, because now even many books and many manuscripts, you can find them on the internet. So through few minutes, if you are looking for a certain subject, you can find it. Another actually positive about the internet that how the word of God through the internet is spread to every single place in the whole world. Before the internet some countries banned the entry of the scripture or the Bible into these countries. You cannot. They will search you at the customs and if they find a Bible or Agbeya or any religious book, they will take it from you. But now, actually through the internet, the Bible and the Word of God is available everywhere and anywhere. And also is available for free, commentaries for free. I remember when I was in your age, we were waiting for any commentary to be published from the Orthodox Church. 
because until the early 70s we didn't have any commentary in Arabic from Orthodox Church and maybe the first one who started to publish commentary in Arabic not translated to Arabic Abu Namur Dawood used to translate from Protestant commentators but the first one who actually started to publish from early church father was Abuna Tadrus Ya'oub and I remember we were saving from our allowance in order to be able to purchase these books and to study the scripture now all these commentaries are available at the touch of your finger Arabic and English also if you want to understand anything about our faith, doctrine, differences between different denominations you don't have to buy any book just go search you will find go into any Coptic Orthodox website and you will find a lot of resources also the screens and the internet help it in, in our communication with each other now some school servants and youth ministers they have groups together they send they can chat they send the messages they can send uh, sermons they can send hymns you can learn hymns from many applications so now the internet can be a useful way to communicate with the youth communicate with each other so it's like a daily visitation a daily nourishment by the word of God and the saying of the Father also the internet actually now many people especially during the time of COVID many people did not leave their house but they were do shopping they, they did everything actually without leaving their houses and even they start to do video meetings and video conferences and this made you know people who are living far from any church to actually can attend any Bible study any youth meeting if they are living three or four hours from the church so facilitate communication with people but on the other side there are many negatives for the screens one of the main negatives of the screens is the easy accessibility to pornography even if you are not searching for pornography many times when you look at any website you'll find advertisement that actually offend your eyes and some people out of curiosity they start to look at these websites and they became addict also as I said in the beginning internet and the screens are very very addictive very addictive sometimes the last thing actually we take with us to our bed is the screen that your phones and the first thing actually is your phone during divine liturgy all of us will become tempted to check our phones and are tempted to respond to text messages or emails or to check our social media this in itself a sign of addiction 
Besides from health point of view, spending a lot of time in front of the screens can cause eye problems and also health problems in general. Our upper back pain actually is very common among those who use computer a lot because sitting like this can actually cause upper back pain. That's why in many companies, for people who use computer for a long time, they don't give them discs like this. Actually, they make them stand and they put the disc on the same level of your face so you don't have to do like this working on the computer. Few years ago, the first reason of divorce was either sexual immorality, cheating on your spouse, or um, gambling. But now actually the first reason of divorce in, in many families is addiction of the internet. Because it makes people actually isolated socially. They don't connect. Communicating with a person far away from you but the person sitting next to you, you are not talking to him. So maybe you are in the same household, but we are very far from each other. Each one living in his virtual world. And this actually means separation between spouses or, or the youth and his family. Sometimes you go and you visit, for example, your grandmother and because your grandmother maybe is not using the, the internet like you. So you go and visit with her, but all the time you are looking at your phone and you are not enjoying spending few minutes with her. Also, as I told you, it's very easy to search any topic, but now actually there are very, very contradicting messages on the internet. And sometimes you are confused to know where the truth is. And all of us, we experience this during the time of COVID. You find many searches supporting vaccination and many researches against vaccination. Many people, you know, supporting even in doctrines supporting certain theology and other people actually saying the opposite exactly. These people are using quotes from the scripture. These people are using quotes from scripture. These people using from early church fathers. These are using from early church father. And when actually you read, you become so confused. Which one would you believe? So the abundance of information can be very risky. And this reminds me with a very wise advice that King Solomon mentioned in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And he said, see how many, many years ago, but he said, my son, be admonished by these. Of making many books, there is no end. That's what Solomon said some hundred years before Christ. He said, of making many books, there is no end. 
and much study is wearisome to the flesh. So when you start reading, 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 reading in these contradicting messages, you will be so confused, so confused. And another negativity of the internet, some people try to find solutions for their issues through internet. This can work or can actually hurt you. For example, many people try to diagnose themselves by, for example, writing the symptoms they have and try to find the diagnosis. And then they come up, I think I have cancer in the stomach. Because you wrote some symptoms and it told them that's cancer. More serious than this, when you try to psychologically diagnose your friend or your father or your spouse if you're married, say, my husband is narcissistic personality disorder. My wife is borderline personality disorder. And then you start reading how to deal with narcissistic, how to deal with borderline. You diagnosed him based on just some information you, you read on the internet. So these are some of the negatives. And I see you're laughing because all of us we do this, right? So we need actually to understand how to deal wisely with the screens in order not to fall into these negatives in order to benefit from it, but without falling into these negatives. Like every other area in our life, when we surrender to God and rely on Him, God can give us strength to overcome whatever it is that is consuming us, even if it is addictive habit. One of the beautiful verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. This verse tells us many facts. The first fact that God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. What does this mean? This means the Holy Spirit who lives in you Christ with whom you are united in every liturgy when you take communion. The Father to whom you cry and you say, Our Father who art in heaven. The Holy Trinity actually can turn away from you any temptation that you cannot put up with or you cannot endure. But the verse actually is saying something else. Even if you are tempted and out of weakness you allowed this sin to over control you, 
God will have a way and will provide a way for you to escape and to be free. Yes, through the grace of God, you can break free from these addictive habits and turn to God. So, allow God to work in you. Allow God to work in you and to deliver you from this addiction. But how to allow God? It starts by this very simple point. You need to admit it to God. So, this process of setting you free from smoking, from alcohol, from drug abuse, from internet, from gambling, from compulsive eating, from anything, it starts by admitting it to God. As you heard in the Gospel this morning, if you admit your blindness, you will not have any sin. But because you deny your blindness, your sin remains. When you admit it, God will hear and provide you with a way out. It can come the way out in a form of guidance from your spiritual father. Or God will give you strength to be able to say no. He will strengthen your willpower. Or God will give you another focus that can distract you from the addictive behavior. Just surrender yourself to God. God's desire is to guide and to direct your steps when you turn to Him. But in practical way, what does this mean when I'm dealing with the screens? There is a principle based on a verse from the scripture. The principle says, select and reject. Select and reject. Meaning what? As St. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 21, Test all things, hold fast what is good. Test all things, hold fast what is good. You need to be able to distinguish between right and wrong, good and bad, righteous and evil. Sound doctrine, falsehood. This is what we call the, the virtue of discernment. St. Anthony the Great said, any virtue that you practice without discernment can turn into a vice. And the Holy Trinity can give us the ability to discern between right and wrong. And this is one of the signs of the spiritual maturity. If you read Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, St. Paul said, Solid food belongs to those who are of full age, mature. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So when you are spiritually mature, you will be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong. St. Paul prayed 
for the congregation in Ephesians. Very beautiful prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. And I hope that we can pray the same prayer for us and for others. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may gift you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I like when he asked for the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of enlightenment. So we need to ask God to give us wisdom, to enlighten our understanding, so that we can differentiate and distinguish between good and evil. The same meaning he mentioned in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Why? Why he is praying that we abound in discernment. Verse 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. The Arabic is clearer than the English in verse 10. في العرب يقول حتى تميزوا الأمور المتخالفة. What does it mean? To be able to discern the contradicting messages. So you, you will be able to know what is good and what is evil, what's right and what's wrong in these contradicting messages. As I told you, when we are spiritually mature, we will be able to judge everything. That's exactly what St. Paul mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 15, when he said, He who is spiritual judges all things. Judges means he is able to say, This is right, this is wrong. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. And he concluded by saying, but we have the mind of Christ. We will able to discern because we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, who will guide us to all truth. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. So the Holy Spirit who anoints us will teach us and will know everything. And in verse 27 from chapter 2, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So, the Holy Trinity will give us the ability to distinguish between right and wrong, the ability for discernment.
But is this enough? No. Maybe I know it is wrong, but I am tempted to choose what's wrong. So the Holy Trinity will give us also the ability to do what's right. So number one, the Holy Trinity will give me the ability to discern between what's right and what's wrong. Then the Holy Trinity will give me the ability to do what is right. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. So I I will be led by the Spirit of God. In Romans 8 and 37, he says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So we are conquerors. We can actually do what's right through the grace of God. I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. St. Paul said, when the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for my power is made perfect in weakness. So he said, when I am weak by myself, then I am strong through the grace of God. So the Holy Trinity, number one, will give me the gift of discernment. Number two, will give me the gift of victory. I will be able to defeat any bad habit, any addictive habit. And number three, actually, the Holy Trinity will give me satisfaction. Because maybe I can conquer the bad habits But still, I am tempted because I love these sins. And these sins are dear to me. I cannot compromise them. Some people, for example, they rely on screens for relaxation. So although they have the gift of discernment, and they have the gift of victory, but still, they are tempted to go to the screens or to any addictive behavior just to relax themselves. But God actually will satisfy my needs. Blessed are the hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And all the means of grace, like the divine liturgy, like praises of the church, the agbeya, the spiritual books, serving others. All these actually will satisfy my soul. And when I'm satisfied, then all these attractions of the world will be nothing to me. They, they cannot tempt me. Also, addiction comes from emptiness. Whether it is intellectual emptiness or emotional emptiness, or spiritual emptiness. When actually I feed my mind, my intellect, and my emotions are satisfied by my relationship with God and my love to others, and my spiritual life is not empty because it's filled with the knowledge of God, then temptation and addiction to screens can be defeated easily. Reading, as St. Anthony the Great said, the abundance of reading 
in, in spiritual books will purify the mind. When you read a lot in holy books, this will purify your mind. St. Anthony the Great also said, labor in reading in holy books because this will deliver you from impurity. اتعب نفسك في قراءة الكتب المقدسة فهي تخلصك من النجاسة. Read a lot to the extent of time in the holy books it will deliver you from impurity. So we need the strength from God to overcome this addictive behavior. And as I told you, God is willing to give you the power of discernment, the power of victory, and the satisfaction. Power of discernment to help you how to use it right, how to see what's good and reject what's bad. Victory, when you are tempted, you will be able to say no. And satisfaction, that is another stage which is you are not even tempted because you realize the vanity and the idleness of all these temptations. Now we have almost only two weeks until the Feast of Resurrection. Can we train ourselves to limit the use of the screens as minimum as we can when actually we need it urgently or need it very importantly for something very important and then we use the rest of the time in feeding our mind and our heart with the spiritual reading to prepare ourselves for the Feast of Resurrection? Can I agree with all of you when you come to the church turn your phone either to turn it off completely or to turn it into airplane mode so that if you're using any application like copy reader or whatever then you are using this only but you are not tempted to read emails or text message or social media and I think this should be our practice all the time when we come to the church you should not be distracted many people actually complain from distraction in prayer but sometimes when we have our phones available or in our hands this in itself causes temptation and distraction So I hope we can turn it completely off. And most of the churches now you have a Coptic reader on screen, so you don't need need actually to look at your screen, at your phone for Coptic reader or for any application. And I think most of the churches have books. So you can use books instead of using your phone. This causes a distraction when we are praying or when who are in the church. Ask God to give you this power not to be relying on these screens, but 
to fill your mind, your heart, your spirit with what is beneficial, what's edifying, not with this nonsense that most of the time feed our mind and our heart and our spirit also with this nonsense. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.